Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Dig News Streams podcast. I'm your host, Dave Capozzi. This week, I want to ask some questions about what it looks like for those of us that have left evangelicalism. What do we do now? How do we approach the people and community that raised us? I hope this can grow into a conversation that moves us beyond some of the predictable aspects of our new culture wars. If you want to keep up with the podcast, you can find a consistent conversation happening on TikTok if you search up at Dave Capozzi and on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at Dig New Streams Podcast. One of the most consistent pieces of feedback I receive is that people are confused by the fact that I continue to have guests on the podcast that are not only Christians, but Christian leaders. I'll often get something resembling the question, why do you have so many Christians on your podcast? I thought you weren't a Christian anymore. And before I say anything about how I think about this question, I want to point out that I mean absolutely no shade by pointing this out. I love the feedback, and it makes a lot of sense to me why people ask this question. And as for my answer... First, I have so many friends and loved ones that continue to serve the Christian community in ways that I truly admire. And second, just because I no longer identify with the Christian religion doesn't mean that I think the tradition is of no value or not worth engaging with. In fact, I think it's incredibly important for those of us that have left the Christian church, of which there are so many, to maintain conversations and relationships with people that still have a voice within the movement. People, of course, that are safe for us to be in relationship with, because I know many of us have left because of traumatic experiences with people and with the institution itself. Honestly, the people that I've had on the podcast that operate within Christianity are on the fringe of the movement in many ways. There are people that are pushing for more inclusion, equity, understanding, and justice, and there are people that I'm proud to walk alongside in life. And one of the traps uh, that a lot of us fall into when we left evangelicalism is that we've sort of continued to adopt the same patterns in our mind that kept us trapped inside that system. We leave one form of certainty to adopt a new form of certainty that opposes the system we were brought up with, for good reason, of course, because it has and continues to do so much harm to us and people that we love. If you were raised in evangelical Christianity like I was, you were taught to have faith in Jesus and that that faith would save you. But the truth is, we weren't really taught to have faith as much as we were taught to have certainty. Certainty about Jesus raising from the dead, Certainty about who God is and what God's character is like, uh, about what's right and wrong. You name it, we could be certain about it. Uh, and it makes sense that a religious system would take that approach because people are looking for certainty and security in a very uncertain and insecure world. But the problem is, at least for that system, that as a lot of us got older, we started to poke holes in the truths we were taught. And we started to have doubts about all the things we were supposed to be certain about. And within that system, there is no room for doubt. There's no room for 
questioning the truths about the system. So, so many of us felt the need to leave. Yet so many of us that have long let go of a need for certainty to make us feel safe have actually discovered faith despite their best efforts to teach us certainty. Because the way I understand faith now, at least according to the Christian Bible, is a kind of trust in the face of great pain and uncertainty that another world is possible. And that world probably doesn't look like the one we were taught. That's sometime after we die where there'll be streets of gold and mansions for everybody or a big, big house where we can play football. But it's a world where we can acknowledge and ride the waves of trauma and pain and uncertainty alongside other people who've experienced trauma and pain and uncertainty. And look at each other and remind one another that we're still here despite all the shit. So while the movement that we left continues to draw bold lines that exclude people and promote ideals that, to be honest, would be horrifying for a lot of evangelicals we love to come to grips with what they're actually promoting, bordering if not crossing all the way over the line of fascism, we naturally, I would say for good reason, adopt a new line of thinking to combat them. In what I would say is a genuine and compassionate attempt to create more inclusive spaces that welcome people of all gender and sexual identities, there's been a move to draw very firm lines that naturally excludes people with more traditional or conservative worldviews. This continued experience of excluding the original excluders is actually pushing this majority population group further and further to the right. And the popularity of people like Jordan Peterson, Andrew Tate, Matt Walsh, Charlie Kirk, and Steven Crowder is evidence of this shift. These are people that we would never have thought our parents or the churches we grew up with would find anything in common with. But they connect with our spiritual and cultural parents because so much of their focus is on defending conservative American values, and in particular, white masculinity. If you don't know these names, and you're a white evangelical, I would suggest you give a listen to some of what they're saying. They represent a major portion of the community that raised us. And if you're not ready to hear those things or don't want to engage with any of it, I totally understand Take the space you need to heal from the spiritual trauma you've been through. But if you are able, it's my belief that it's important to know what people are being fed that's fueling the division we're all experiencing. And this is the part that I think those of us that have left play in it. The danger is to go from one form of purity, which those of us that grew up in evangelical purity culture are all too familiar with, to a new form of purity which is essentially holding everyone to a litmus test of how well they're able to articulate language that's not othering, which I know comes from a truly loving and compassionate place. We're trying to stand up and defend people that have long been treated as less than human in our culture. And to be clear, I'm not talking about a middle-of-the-road, centrist approach. I'm talking about leaning into faith where we can stand up for those that have been oppressed and marginalized, all while holding up the humanity 
of those that brought us up in this world. We are all in this shit together. The people that raised us are hurting and scared, so they lean hard into more and more certainty, which is obviously a strange thing to witness because there's so much emphasis on saying that we're just passing through and things of this world are passing away. And we're hurting and scared too, so we distance ourselves from the people that have continually tried to save us, but are really just projecting their insecurities and fears onto us. I'm convinced they're not about to try to understand us. They're far too concerned with being right and proclaiming the truth. So I'm wondering out loud, is it on us to do something different than the all-too-natural swing all the way to the other side that completely negates the murky and gray realities of life? I do not pretend to think that this is an easy question to answer. I'm in the throes of it every single day, and I definitely don't have the answer, which is why I'm putting this question out to this podcast community. Because not only do I believe it's worth it, I believe it's necessary in a world where we're seeing a very concerning pattern. And I don't think we're going to beat them at their own game by arguing truth against truth, but in a confidence of what we've been through. And gratitude for the fact that we're no longer bound by a need for certainty or binary thinking, along with a willingness to hear them for their pain, which I know is often expressed through some strange and sometimes upsetting beliefs. But the more we try to fight their truth and purity with our own form of truth and purity, the more predictably unhelpful we are. We've come through the pain, trauma, and brainwashing of white evangelicalism, not so that we can have a debate with them, but so we can be free. What does that look like for us in this new culture war? <laughs>